This is a podcast by The Straits Times. It's that time of the year. The sound of engines roaring, the sight of race cars zooming past the Marina Bay circuit and the smell of burnt tyres are back as the Formula One Singapore Grand Prix takes place from 15th to 17th September. Red Bull's Max Verstappen has dominated the current season and with eight races to go, it's highly likely the Dutchman has it in the bag once again. But that does not stop us from looking ahead to the Singapore Grand Prix and the exciting weekend ahead. Hi, I'm ST Sports reporter Deepan Raj Ganesan and this is ST Sports Talk. In this episode, local race car driver Yui Tain joins me to talk about his thoughts on the F1 weekend in Singapore and his involvement in a support race for the Formula 1 Singapore Grand Prix. Hi Yui, welcome to the show. Uh, first and foremost, you know, just want you to look forward to the Formula 1 race itself. What are you looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, Formula 1 is fantastic here in uh, Singapore year after year. It's been here since 2008. And uh, just when you think they couldn't make it bigger and better, every year it just gets bigger and better. And there's so much to look forward to. Um, obviously, the racing. The racing is fantastic. And, uh, you know, the guard has changed in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see who does well at the circuit. At this circuit, sometimes not the strongest cars can do well as well. So looking forward to that. And obviously the hospitality that Singapore brings to the rest of the world when they come here is outstanding. And uh, I think the global community really enjoy themselves here in Singapore during Formula One. I think you mentioned quite a point there, which was that not always the strongest cars do well in Singapore. What, what do you mean by that? Why is, it, is the Singapore Grand Prix different? Well, you know, it's a straight track. And at a street track, a lot of things can happen that are not within the conventional things of happening. And safety cars can really change. I mean, you could be way ahead and then all of a sudden you do a pit stop, come back out. And then after that, the safety car comes out and everybody managed to do their their pit stop in a shorter time. So, you know, a street track can always bring a little bit of spice and a little bit of extra entertainment to us when we watch the race. You know, in my intro, I actually mentioned, you know, how Max Verstappen has dominated the season so far. And a lot of the fans, you know, have said that with him leading by such a margin, uh, it has diminished the excitement of the season. Do you agree with that? Well, you know, um, Formula One is a man and machine sport and uh, you got to get the machine working well. And right now, what they have, Red Bull and Max Verstappen, is very difficult to achieve. So uh, I hope that they enjoy it. It won't be forever. It never is. But they've earned what they've got right now and uh, all the best to them. As a fellow racer, just want to get your perspective on this. People say that Red Bull has it all going for them and therefore it's easy for Max Verstappen to be doing what he is doing. Uh, do you at all agree with that or do you think that he does not get enough credit for what he is doing? I think over a single race, it's possible that uh, he does have a superior piece of machine, but to be doing it 10, 11 times in a row, that stuff's impossible, man. I mean, how could everything go right every second of every day of every moment of Verstappen's life. I mean, kudos to him. It's never easy to get everything going for you at the right moment. So to get it going for half a season is, uh, to me, it's it's just incredible. Of course, and this season uh, in the Singapore Grand Prix, there are some changes to the track. Uh, the total number of corners on the Marina Bay Street Circuit uh, will fall. Uh, the track length is therefore reduced uh, and therefore the number of laps increased, I believe, up. Uh, What does this mean for a driver? What does this mean for the race? 
Okay, from a from a practice and qualifying perspective, uh, definitely not having that uh, chicane for the grandstand now makes it maybe uh, a little less enjoyable in a way. But uh, during the race, I think it's going to be much better because there's going to be a new overtaking opportunity uh, with a big straight and a big braking. So for the race, I think the the track change is going to be much better for the spectators and much cooler for the drivers as well. So when when it comes to a driver's perspective, right, when you see like all these changes happen, like maybe you might be used to to driving this track last year uh, and then with this change, does it make a lot of difference or is this something they get adjusted to once they get into practice and qualifying on the track? I mean, I think definitely for the experienced guys, uh, you know, having a new corner means that we have to go and search for a brake limit there. Um, but I think uh, overall, everyone's going to adjust very quickly. I'm sure within the first three or four laps of practice, everybody's going to know that corner like it was yesterday. So, uh, so yeah, I think it's a, it's a small challenge, but one that every single driver is going to work out quite quickly. So we have talked all to do with in terms of previewing the race. Just want to get your predictions. You know, who do you think uh, will be the winner of the Singapore Grand Prix in 2023? I think statistics suggest that uh, Red Bull's definitely in with the shout. Uh, hope Perez does a good job. But, you know, we've seen Ferrari do very well in the qualifying uh, recently, and Aston has been a little bit up and down. I hope to see Fernando Alonso doing well as well. So uh, good luck to everyone. But, you know, anything can happen at the Singapore Grand Prix, and it usually does. And we are all looking forward to that, of course. Now, the F1 race is not the only competition that will take place on the Marina Bay Street Circuit. Uh, as always, there are other race series as well. Yui, this will be your 13th time competing on this track. Can you tell us more about this? You know, what race will you be involved in and you know how different is it compared to you know something like a F1? Yeah, well, uh, I'll be my, at my 13th uh, Grand Prix in Singapore. It's fantastic to be here. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to be competing in the Super Series in a Porsche 911 GT3 Carrera Cup car. And um, we're a multiple manufacturer series. So there's going to be uh, probably McLarens, Ferraris, uh, uh, Porsches, Aston Martins, Bentleys, Fords, uh, lots of cars in the series. And all the cars have different strengths and weaknesses. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all pans out. Every year it's a little bit different. So, um, yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be the Super Series second year here. The history of the series is they used to be the Thailand uh, Super Series and it was a domestic thing. But uh, due to the great amount of entries from Thailand, it's it's really grown into an international event. Now they run it in Thailand, Singapore Grand Prix and also in Malaysia. So, Great to be part of this series and very professional, very high standard, excellent. So you, you were racing in the same race last year. Uh, how was that experience like, and what have you probably learned from that that you'll apply this year? Yeah, I mean, uh, last year was great. It was the first time I actually drove uh, against different manufacturers at the Singapore Grand Prix. Normally, we drive in the Porsche Cup where all the cars are the same. Yeah, so it was it was really quite a different experience to have like uh, strengths and weaknesses. Like on the corners, I'd be faster than I get to the straight and the Mercedes is faster than me. So uh, yeah, we had to make adjustments and it was a different way of approaching it. But uh, racing's racing, same for everybody and uh, always a lot of fun. Did it feel surreal, you know, now looking back that you know, 2009 was was the first time that, you know, you were on this track. How does it feel, you know, to, to be on the journey that you've been on to go into a 13th race? You know, every time is special. Uh, it's really nice to have the, uh, the home crown behind me all the time, which is great. And uh, they have made some circuit changes over the years. I'm also a racing fan. So for me, it is just unbelievably exciting to have this home race every year. And I look forward to it every year like it's my first time. 
bringing it back even further. People might not know, right, that we have a Singaporean race car driver. A lot of people, not just in Singapore, in Asia, you know, they, they all feel that racing a car is something really cool. Uh, I'm sure as a boy, you had those dreams as well. And not all of us get to fulfill it, but you have done it. What, what were the steps that you took and what brought you to be here today? Yeah, so actually my uh, Singaporean parents uh, moved to Adelaide when I was a kid. It's the capital of South Australia. And uh, there, they had the season finale of the Formula One World Championships back then. So back then, it was uh, Ayrton Senna, Elaine Prost, Gerhard Berger, Nigel Mansell, kind of a lot of people. And it was a very accessible sport back then, much more than now. <laughs> uh, so I was able to go to the Grand Prix as a child and dream about it. And since I was young, I've only had one dream. I haven't changed that dream yet. So uh, life is always easy when you don't even want to give yourself a choice. That's very fantastically put. In terms of the steps that you took to to get here today, when did you decide that, you know, this is the the career that, you know, I want to pursue and I'm going to go all in in that? I mean, I, I really wanted to pursue it since a young age, but what really got me going was the Porsche program and beginning of the, Port, the Singapore Grand Prix. I think in 2008 is when I really realized it's time to get sponsors together, start to build a business around it, start to raise money and be able to go racing because... You know, you could be a, a rich guy in the real world, mate. But uh, in motor racing, we all get broke pretty quick. So, uh, you know, it's really important to understand the business of the sport, the commercial side of the sport, be able to give your clients your the products and services that you represent a good frame of mind for to come and uh, support you and come back year after year. So you you got to give something back too, you know. It's not a it's not a one-way street. And over the years, I've got to work with some fantastic companies. And every company that I work with gives me good experience to, to move on to the next season to, to help people out. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. And now back to my conversation with local race car driver, Yui Tan. So, so tell me more about your, your sponsors and the backing that you receive and, and how important that is for what you are pursuing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, over the years, we've had uh, massive car dealerships. Uh, I've had many years with Jebson, uh, which have been fantastic. Uh, this year, we're, we're with Golden Gate Ventures, a, a PE firm which does very, very well, uh, very forward thinking. Uh, uh, we also have uh, Sapphire Windows, which is a which is a local windows manufacturer, but they build like really big, awesome windows for mansions. So they're really into precision and engineering stuff like that. We also have Brewlander, which is a Singaporean craft beer. Maybe you guys have drunk it before. Awesome. That guy's story is amazing. He 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 left a bank one day, uh, decided to go and 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 brew some some beer, uh, built his factory line with his own bare hands during COVID. So great to have him on board. We also have Leica cameras. Uh, it's a German uh, uh, camera manufacturer. That's really cool. And Fernley's LNG, the uh, the event I just came from. Okay. <laughs> it's an LNG firm. They've been sponsoring me 10 years now. That's our 10th anniversary. So it was, it was really nice to go see them too. So when you approach this sponsors what what do you tell them and how do you sell them your, your dream in a certain sense well you know i think the way to to sell the dream is to be able to understand what they want like for example like a private equity firm or a venture firm they've got a big profile of companies and clients that they want to engage so very much it's a one-on-one -on -one thing it's events it's dinners it's telling people your story uh if you have a consumer uh sponsor you know, like a, like Oakley sunglasses or Leica cameras, they're, they're looking for a different sort of thing. They're looking for 
to, for, for a different type of exposure to a different type of client and, and for people to buy consumer products. Uh, if you work for a car dealership, obviously there's a much better relationship. It's all about selling cars, giving people the experience, uh, not just to own them, but to drive them to drive them fast, to brake hard on a track. So, so that's an experience. So it's always about understanding what people want and then engaging them so you can, you can give a value proposition for them and therefore they can sponsor you when you go race. There, there will be plenty of listeners who, who understand you know, the things that you're talking about. There will also be a segment of people who might not know why is there a need to raise like sponsorship and, and why is it is it expensive? Could you explain, you know, why is it important to secure sponsors and, and what kind of money are we talking about here? I mean, let me put it this way to you, mate. Um, you know, we in Singapore, we watch a lot of the English Premier League. Yes. Right. They, they, even people that don't like football end up watching it or the World Cup. And I think the answer to your question is in the world around us everywhere, you know, like building sports people, sports stars, people to be able to distribute a certain message to influence a certain industry. Um, it can really be done through sport because marketing is very nice when it's in the background. If if you're like, a, buy my Nike shoe, you know, it's it's kind of tough. But if you see someone wearing it that's doing a good job, that can perform well in it, the, I think the way you look at things is a little bit different. Different, yeah. We all know that the F1 car goes really fast. Might not be the best of comparison, but in the races that you have been in, can you try to, to explain to listeners how it feels like when you're in there? It feels fast. <laughs> um, uh, you know... Going fast in a straight line is awesome, obviously a lot of fun, but the braking and the cornering is where where it's really at. You know, to be able to pull a few Gs under braking, it feels like your eyeballs are coming out of your head through your helmet. Or when you hit the throttle after a slow corner, you, you really get pushed back into your seat. And to be able to brake the car, you have to put so much pressure on the brake pedal that my back is literally forced against the back of my seat while I push as hard as I can on that pedal. So there is a lot of physical conditioning. Uh, I've also been doing a lot of heat training where I wear a full suit and a helmet and my boots and my gloves and I go into a steamer at home at 50 degrees and I go jogging in it for like 25 minutes to get my heart rate up. Because in the car, it doesn't always get to 50 degrees, but it does sometimes get there. So it's very, very hot. So you've got to condition yourself to, to think and be sharp while while the heat is getting to you. So, so in, in terms of preparation, does it, does it happen all year round? Like in terms of training and stuff, like what, what's the duration? Yeah, I mean, I do a lot of cardio work because, you know, in qualifying, my heartbeat gets as high as 165, 170 beats a minute. Some people think that you're just sitting in a car, but damn, with heat, uh, adrenaline, vibration, it, it really gets to you. So you got to do a lot of cardio work. I do a lot of cycling. It's also important to have a strong core and a strong neck because... When you have that helmet on and you're going around a corner, the amount of G-force you get on your head gives you exponential weight. It's like carrying around, I mean, I don't know the math behind it right now, but it's probably like carrying around like 30, 40 kilogram weight in your head, you know? So, so you got to have a strong neck. So, so yeah, I mean, you also need the mental side of things in order to focus on staying strong while you drive the car. So in a way, that's what I love about that sport, that pressure that you have on the mind and the body. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, coming down to my last few questions, one question that I really wanted to ask was, compared to 2009, you know, when you made your first step into racing in Singapore, 
Do you feel respect for racing as a sport has gone up since then and by how much? Yeah, definitely. I think a new generation of fans in Singapore uh, love motorsport. I think Formula One has really helped uh, motor racing appreciation in Singapore. And I actually think that for a subset of fans, they really start to understand the engineering, the advantages and disadvantages of each of the cars. They look at the wings. There's so many really detailed, detailed fans out there. And I think it's great because for kids, right? Kids these days, they have your Ebays, they have your Netflixes. It's all very short attention span stuff, you know? And it's almost like feeding the machine. It's like people have very short focus because life goes so fast. But if you're really involved in a sport like this, you you can undo all of that. You know, you can you can learn big focus, big motivation, uh, being able to take a lot of physical pain while you're trying to concentrate on something. These are like old school messages that I think are really nice in education for the kids coming up. I think it's really cool. I think it's missing in the world and I think we could have a little bit more of it. Yep, totally agree. Just like you were a kid you know, who chased your dream and now are living your dream so as to speak, there will be kids out there who might be listening in who also have a dream to be a race car driver one day. Uh, what would be your advice to them? I would say uh, remember that speed is only half the battle won. We've all got to understand that racing is a sport. You need to raise money. And just because you're fast doesn't mean that people will give you money. That's a whole nother a business in itself. So remember the David Beckhams and the Steven Gerrard or the Salas of the world showing my age. Um, <laughs> that they're, they're not just football players, you know, they're much more than that. And if we can remember that, we have a half a chance at playing professional sport. But if we can't, no amount of speed will ever get you there. Very well put as always. Uh, what are your future plans now? You know, beyond this year's race, uh, what holds the, the future for you? I mean, I don't know yet. It's been a long time. I have two young children now, Ollie and Charlie. Ollie's five and a half and Charlie's four, a boy and a girl. So um, uh, on one hand, it's nice to spend more time with them. But on the other hand, to drag them to the racetrack to grow up there is also uh, a very attractive idea, lifestyle <laughs> idea in my mind. Yep. Uh, we will see, mate. We will see. Haven't decided yet. But whatever it is, I hope to be back at the 2024 Singapore Grand Prix. But for now, we will just focus on this one and see what happens. Yui, how and when can uh, fans watch you in action? Great question, man. Great question. Uh, the TSS is going to start official practice on 2.10pm to 2.40pm on Friday, 15th of September. And then at 7 to 7.30pm, we've got qualifying. So for all you Singaporeans out there that want to come and watch us, come at night. It feels so much faster. It is so much cooler. The beer tastes colder. Everything's great. On Saturday, we've got race one at 3 to 3.30pm and race two at 3.30pm to 4 o'clock on Sunday the 17th so come on down watch us race and uh, we're going to do our best fantastic I'll be there to watch you and I hope Singaporeans come in as well thank you very much alright Yui uh, it's been a brilliant conversation you know, learning more about how you have come to this position and also talking about the F1 itself I hope you have a very good race this year and I hope the Singaporeans come and cheer you on thank you so much man thank you so much thank you for having me and uh, good evening to all you That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. 
For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A W E D I O.